Voice of Fintech. Welcome to Voice of Fintech, a podcast mapping out the Swiss and global fintech scene, connecting fintech enthusiasts with startups, incubators, accelerators, business angels and VCs, and incumbents interested in partnerships. Voice of Fintech will help you navigate the fintech ecosystem. Here you can listen to the startup founder stories, what investors and incumbents are looking for when dealing with startups, and find out more about resources provided by incubators and accelerators. My name is Rudy Fallad and I'll be hosting this podcast. Hello and welcome to Voice of Fintech. Today we're going to talk to Nadine, co-founder of Alex. And Alex is a platform for women to give them advice about investing, managing their finances, legal issues, all kinds of things related to gender issues. So we're going to find out more why is it needed, what Alex does to respond to this. So I'm curious to find out more. Hi, Nadine. How are you today? Hi, Rudy. Thanks so much for the invitation. I'm great. How are you? All right. So my first question is obvious one. How did you get to do what you do today? I think all of us, we are three founders, co-founders. We have been voices for gender equality for a long time. Patricia Larry, who is our CEO, she's an award-winning journalist, publishing since many years in that field. Simone is a founder of a design studio. She has been anticipating gender just design. I'm a lawyer and journalist myself. Back in the time when Elvest in the US was built, we have been very impressed. And yeah, we all shared the wish basically that more women are being able to participate in the financial world. And uh, which until now, from our perspective, was made more for men, from men for men. And so this is uh, yeah how we came to what we're doing. And on top of it, we all know money rules the world and women still don't hold the reins. And with Alex, we truly want to change that. And I think when we all stand together, we are really capable also changing a bit the face of the financial industry, which in our view is desperately needed. I see. All right. So what are the main gender issues that you're trying to address? There's a lot of financial gaps. With Alex, we have defined nine financial gaps for women. But the biggest one of them is actually really the funding gap. So in Europe, only 1% of the VC capital goes to female founders. And yeah, I think this is quite a big gap, 99%. Of course, there's more, there's 20% pay gap, 35% gender pension gap, there's many more. But with Alex being a fintech startup, of course, we also struggle the most personally with the funding gap. Luckily, we have really great angel investors that believe in us and they have been supporting us from the beginning but we are pitching a lot we're talking a lot to investors and i can tell you similarity bias is kicking in big time when we pitch in front of men so people found people who look or think like them or where they come from the same background yeah not even that. like if you have been a founder and now you're an angel investor and you see a young man and he reminds you of yourself. You're very keen to support him because you can feel how that situation is like. Uh, but having a young woman, it's very different because you cannot relate to her in the same way. Funny enough, we make the experience that those guys that do invest in us or that are interested in us, they're usually dads. 
So what they see is basically their daughters, maybe in a few years, not or struggling, not with the same chances as the guys. But let's dive into it. What do you think are the reasons behind these gender gap issues? And let's zoom in on funding. Yeah, I think there's many reasons and I haven't done studies about which one it is. I think it plays all together. Of course, it has to do in Switzerland, especially with the law. It has to do with the culture. It has to do with education. And in the end, it has to do with psychology. Maybe let me dive into these three fields. Law and culture until 1987 was women were not allowed to open their own bank accounts or have a job without the permissions of their husbands. We have been raised, our mothers have been raised in a culture where women were not able to be financially independent. And of course, this has only been 35, 36 years. I have been alive already back then. So I was on this world. It's not that long ago and things change slowly. We know it usually takes one generation so there's a culture, especially in Switzerland, but I think we can see that also in other countries, that women have not been the main urn taker. They have not been the breadwinners. They have been basically taking care of the household and the family. And there they have had ways to spend on, on, on household and stuff, but they have not been the ones investing or taking care of all the finances. And of course, we also lack education and finances. We also lack education in basic financial information on how our finance system works. And this is something you're either interested in, but it's not being taught at school. It's not being taught when you have an education. It's not even taught when you study economics at university. So you have to find your way in. And we see that, for instance, girls are being differently educated by their parents than boys. There's actually a lot of studies about this subject. And then, of course, it's psychology. There's a lot of women and men that think very differently about money. And what we have experienced with Alex is really that a lot of women have very feelings about money. They think money is bad, being rich is bad why money there's more there's other things that are more important it's a long way to re-educate to talk differently to the girls to make sure they receive the same amount of pocket money as boys because as for now it's not like that and i think all that sums up that there's only 20 percent of the startup world that are being founded by females and i think only female founder teams it's even less this is, this is the number for Switzerland. You can see it, it has not really been into our culture, but of course there's more and more women that, that are doing this. And I think the longer we will watch this, the more investors we will also get on the female side. So I hear culture, education, but also you mentioned the stat, like how many founders are women, right? Because a skeptic would ask you, maybe, yes, they get 1% of the funding, but how many are founders? And you said 25%, right? 20% so, in Switzerland. Or 20% in Switzerland. So obviously 20% of founders, they face a huge hurdle, right? Pitching and trying to get funding as well. But talking about culture and education, maybe let's zoom in on that entrepreneurship angle as well. Do you think that in schools also the whole system is saying you should be the entrepreneur because you're a man, you're a guy, and uh, you shouldn't be, you should either take care of the family or take a stable job? Do you see that as well? 
Yeah, of course, stereotypes are still very active in our society. I think we also have mother images. We have images on how a girl should behave, how a boy should behave. I think it's less than when I was a kid and it's definitely less than when my mom or my grandmother have been kids. But still, there are definitely stereotypes that also lead to different jobs. We can see that, for instance, the first programmers have been actually women. At some point, a change becomes a man's job, not because women are not prone or able to program or write code, but just because it's, it's not suitable for women, it was felt at some point. And same, we can see with different professions, being a teacher has been for a very long time being a male job. Now it's a female job, salaries go down. Being a doctor has been a male job. Now a lot of women go into this job, salaries go down. We can see that in many fields. And of course, now we have more breadwinners and caretakers and society is changing. So we're in midst of a very changing society, I believe. I see. And I also know that you cover a wider range of gender stereotypes and issues that touch on product development, innovation, finance, sustainability. So it seems like you have a lot of stuff on your plate. So how do you plan to address them? The ones that are a bit wider as well. So we talked about funding and being an entrepreneur, but also there are many hidden issues that maybe as a man you don't even appreciate. And I think on your website, you say, what about the seatbelt and things like this? How do you plan to address them one by one? Yeah, I'm glad you're asking this. I think with Alex, we actually just do it all in one. We Alex combines design, innovation, finance, and sustainability in, in what we offer. It's funny enough, when you talk to wealth managers, 86% of them admit that they only address men. 82% of the women do not feel addressed by the tone and the content of the finance industry. And it's also known that 37% of the banking products target only men. And you have mentioned cars. Cars have been built from men for men. And actually the, the figure or the bodies of women have not been taken into account that they're maybe smaller, you're sitting maybe further down and how much it would affect them when their car crashes. Same is with gender medicine is there's medicine that is made for a 70 kilo 50 40 year old man but it's not made for 18 year old girl that weighs i don't know 45 kilos or 50 kilos maybe that's a bit light 55 i don't know how i get the point it's a difference and i think this difference should be treated so with alex we really try to um, overcome these biases that we really want to address women. Although we know less women do invest than men, I think it also has to do with the education. This is why uh, we do a lot of education with Alex. But we also know if women invest, they want to do it sustainably. So what we offer is actually products with our label. It's called Alex Approved. It's not only according to our 10 investment principles, but we also um, try to speak directly to the women by our design, by co-designing products with our partners, Fontobel, Mikobank and Allianz, and hopefully others to come. So we, we try to tackle as a whole product to be different, to overcome stereotypes. It's not pinkwashing. You won't see pink on our, on our homepage or on our web app. It's not doing the same thing for men, but just paint them pink. It's really doing it differently, really going from the 
things they need and to address them differently. And I think you can do that with all sorts of products, but you have to be ready to overthink everything you do as a business. And maybe sometimes it's easier as a startup, as if you have been building cars forever and it's very difficult. You cannot exchange a whole working culture. All right. So I hear you talk about holistic solutions aimed at sorting out gender gap issues. All right. But let's dive into some of them. You said that one of the solutions could be education and you do a lot on education. How would you tackle that? How do you get more women to be entrepreneurs or to invest more concretely? Yeah, I think we have with Alex a very easy first touch point with our community, and that is really content. For us, we always say content is queen. We are delivering high-standing journalistic content on a daily basis. We have an editor's room that is very independent from the business, and they publish their content on the web and on social media. We try to explain, we try to teach, we try to empower. And as a next step, if people like what they see, they can follow us. They can also subscribe to our newsletter that is always sent out on Sunday. And then they can dive even deeper into the Alex universe, as we call it. And then, of course, they can book a course, they can buy a membership, and they can continue educating themselves on finances. We offer video learning, we offer coachings every month, we offer events, we have checklists. So we have a lot of things to offer to them to inform and help themselves but eventually then they might even buy our products for instance we have the three alpha it's a very important one that actually every person in switzerland should have followed by our i mean there's other three alpha providers obviously then followed by our legal protection and our investment product and for those who want to be personally advised we also have independent wealth management And this is really important for us, not only for the rich, we also offer ETF saving plans. So these are passive funds. They are on a very good financial basis. They're not so expensive. And there you can even start investing with as little as 100 Swiss francs. All right. So let's clarify a little bit, though. You said that you obviously work on on education initiatives and the content to address the gender gap issues. But what is Is this an advisory platform? Is this a community? Or are you an introducer to manufacturers of financial products? How does that work? Initially, we are a platform and we want to offer a whole new ecosystem for women's financial life. Or we always say we go beyond banking. We are a place where women and their financial needs meet. It's basically a finance made with love. On our platform, you you find product, services, information, content, education, coaching, insurance, tax tools, investments. Yeah, we want to be like this friendly offering. And also, if you let me dream about the future, our vision is really that we might have our own ETF at some point, that we have credit cards, uh, NFTs, equality coins, and... Everything with a very strong S focus, ESG, environmental, society and governmental focus for investment. So we focus strongly on the S, on social, and of course, on equality as part of social. So for us, it's very important. All right. Now, you mentioned that people can come to your website and subscribe to a newsletter. But I've also seen that you offer a membership. So what does that membership involve? What does it include? 
And also, who are your target members? Of course, we talked about women, but there are different segments, different customer personas you can envision. How does that work? Yes, that is right. So our target group is basically everyone that wants to inform themselves on closing their financial gaps. Funny enough, men have them too. So we definitely do not exclude men. Good thing we're not pink labeled. Our membership costs 131 Swiss francs a year or 13 francs a month. And there are so many people that know they should take care of their finances, but they are zero inspired to do so. And this is where we step in with Alex. Okay, so let's say that I sign up, I pay the membership fee. What do I get? You get the weekly membership a newsletter from us and then of course you get a lot of discounts for our uh, coachings they are free they're included you get discounts for our money hacks course which is a course we do twice a year in january and september which is like the most loved finance course in switzerland so far we always uh, teach hundreds of people and it's very well visited and of course you get access to the whole member section as i have explained before i see all right understood and you also partnered with Migrobank, Fontobol, and CAP to provide women-focused advisory on investing, pension planning, legal protection. So how does that work from client perspective? You said you don't have your own credit card yet, right? So if there are products from Migrobank, what are we talking about, for example? Yes, what happens is that you go on our webpage, alex.com, and then you go on products, and there you see the offer we have with those three partners. You find every information on the product on the website. And from there, we have direct onboarding via open API to our partners with a more or less seamless UX journey. Of course, this has been also an MVP product. So we are also very happy you know, about the support of the Swiss fintech ladies. They support us by connecting us with investors and they you know, help us so yeah, I think for the investment product, the best is you go check it out on our website. It's a tracker certificate with a selection according to our 10 investment principles. And from there, you can either buy it directly if you already have a, a depot, it's called in Switzerland, or you can buy it directly with Microbank, or you can buy it on any provider where you can buy financial products. But so to say, this is only part of an investment strategy, which is why we always recommend that you also seek advice from our independent wealth managers before you invest. And yeah, all the other products are on our website as well. And you can go and check it out. We also have legal protection. I'm a lawyer originally. So this is a product that is very dear to me because we tackle problems with equality at your workplace, family law, and all that has not ever been insured by any legal company so far. And of course, the three alpha is a classic that we do with Fontobble. So these are our three products until now, but I'm sure there's going to be more soon. So three alpha we are offering together with Fontobble. They have a similar product, but it's not exactly the same. It's called Volt. So we have partnered with them. We can use their technology as a white label and you have a complete online digital onboarding from our website over to their API. And then from there, you're being guided through their onboarding process and 
Three Alpha is really the most important product to close the pension gap because it's the private one. And for many women, the first and second pillar, they will not be able to save enough money for their retirement. So this is a very important product and it's also our most successful product until now. I see. All right. And you mentioned several times your 10 investment principles. So maybe let's mention just a couple of them and explain. I suspect it would have to do with ESG you mentioned and the social aspects, etc. But who, what are they? Yes, they are really our guideline on how we want to interact with the financial industry. We get a lot of other companies that want to work with us and we have had always these principles first because we always said not we're not going to work with people that will not build products together with us or co-design product with us that are on the same line so the first one is we invest sustainable we invest female friendly into companies that have maybe parental leave or they have women in their boards these kind of things we want to invest social so we want to invest into companies that are also social. We want to invest fair and responsibly. We want to invest on the long term. So we don't do short term investments, which is very important. Short term investments are you lose mostly a lot of money. We want to invest into diverse and inclusive boards and teams, which is very important for us. We want to invest into companies that know their data and know their pay gaps. We can follow up on that. We want to invest in engagement. Companies that maybe have an edge certificate that really do their homework. And yeah, we want to invest into markets that really are taking care on their gender equality. There's a lot of Nordics country that already do that a lot. And we want to invest, so this is the last one, we want to invest not into great risks, we want to have balanced investments. All right, great stuff, understood. Now, two last questions before I let you go. First of all, what nonfiction book would you take with you on a vacation, if you would? Oh, great question. Let me think about that. I just finished Thomas Piketty's A Brief History of Equality on a trip with my husband. I actually wrote for my column that I have at Magazine. You might know it. And it was a very good read that gave us also a lot to discuss about at dinner. I think inequality is a huge topic and uh, Piketty has been on the bestseller list with his books all over the world. So this is really good read I can re recommend. And of course, Always Double X Economy by Linda Scott. This is basically the LX Bible. This is why we have two X in our name as well. Very good read. I can really recommend it. All right. Wonderful. So the last question would be, what's the best way to find out more about LX? Of course, people can go to your website. They can become members, subscribe to a newsletter, etc. But if they want to partner up with you or maybe work for you, what would be the best way to reach out? Yeah, and we even have an English version of our website. You, you can also read most of our content in English. And of course, all of the product and everything is there in English for English-speaking people that live in Switzerland. 
I think the best to get in touch with us would be our next event. The next big one will be the Close the Gaps Night in September. You can always reach out to us. Our email address is hello at alexwith2x.com. And follow us, please, on social media. We are on LinkedIn. We're on Instagram. We are on a couple other social medias, too. So if you want to get in touch, just drop us a note. We're always happy about feedback. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Nadine, and good luck to you and Alex. Thank you so much, Rudy, for the invitation. Thank you for listening to Voice of Fintech podcast. If you haven't already, check out also voiceoffintech.com, where you will find all the episodes and additional resources related to the podcast. You can also subscribe to Voice of Fintech on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, or any other podcast app that you like. If you have any suggestions on the topics or guests or how to make this podcast better for you, please email us at info at Happy to hear from you. Thank you.